telling the story of farming, something that needs to be done an awful lot more than has been done. That's something we talk about a lot in the organization I now work with. Welcome back, by the way, uh, to The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790, also online as a podcast, not only at KGMI.com, but you can find us and subscribe on iTunes. I think there it's called the Save Family Farming Show. And you can also find us on SoundCloud. Um, and and that's a big part of, of Save Family Farming, the organization I'm with. Now that I'm not at the radio station full-time, and, and but still just doing the farming show here on the weekends, uh, we're all about telling uh, the story of farming and what it's really like and what the challenges really are that farming is facing, what the truth is about farming, because we've found there's a lot of misinformation out there. I think farmers for a long time took it for granted that people just know how it works. Well, they don't anymore. Most people live in cities. Most people are very disconnected with their food, but at the same time, we're in a culture that's suddenly getting really interested about food. And sadly, there have been a lot of noisy voices who don't tell the truth, who have tried to fill that void of you know people wanting to know they had this void of information where does their food come from and they're telling them lots of things that may or may not be true about what really goes on on farms a lot of them with political motives and we've talked about that many times here on the program that's why i think it's so important to tell the real story the real stuff don't sugarcoat anything uh, about what the real challenges are, what the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between is with farming. And one of the people out there doing that here in Washington State is a woman by the name of Krista Stoffer. Uh, and she joins us on the program here this morning. Welcome to the program, Krista. By the way, I, I want to say thank you to our sponsors as well. Farmers Equipment Company, uh, Laurel Farm and Western Supply, also sponsoring the program, and McAvoy Oil Company, all faithful sponsors, making it uh, possible for us to talk about farming here on a Saturday. Saturday morning. Krista, welcome to the program. You've got a blog. You've got a ton of followers on social media and with your blog and elsewhere. Um, your name's popping up all over the place. And all of it is based around you telling the real story about you becoming a farmer because you didn't grow up that way. Uh, farming with your husband in eastern Washington, running a dairy and, and what it's all about. Uh, talk first a little bit for, for people here on the program to find out, how did you get in, in farming because you didn't grow up on a farm? Yeah, it's, um, my husband actually grew up in Whatcom County and his parents and actually multiple generations back on both sides used to farm and it's something that he's always wanted to do. So when he got older, he decided to take that plunge the only challenge was is in Whatcom, it's incredibly hard to get started. Land prices competing with, you know, other farms, land, you know, back to land prices is a major one. Yeah. Um, so he ended up on eastern Washington in 2009 to start his dairy. And we actually met a few months later after he started at the local feed store and the rest is kind of history. So you weren't in farming per se, but you worked at a feed store. I did. I did. Yep. I was okay. a cashier at the feed store, and all the young girls were talking about this new guy that moved to town. And <laughs> oh, boy. And and for, for people who don't know, uh, your husband, yeah. Brandon Stoffer, people up here in Whatcom County, probably familiar with that name, may, may know Brandon. And, and so you, you got to know this guy, and he's doing this farming thing you didn't grow up around farming, you probably had to think some of this this whole lifestyle was kind of weird. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, we actually, he invited me and some friends out to bring our kids to, you know, come see the calves, come see the cows. And we didn't really have no background of 
what that all entailed, and that's kind of what started everything, and um, it just was all new, everything. Anything that seems common for farmers, it was all new um, from, you know, separating calves from their moms, all the hard stuff, all the beautiful stuff, watching a baby be born. Um, it was all new to me, and it was fascinating, and I fell in love with it, and you know, in the beginning, it was great because I still had all the newness, learning everything. <laughs> everything was exciting. Um, but then the hard stuff started kind of taking over because starting a farm in 2009 was yeah. incredibly hard. Yeah. Yeah. So the hard stuff, obviously economic, but what else what, what else was a challenge for you off the bat? Maybe stuff that you didn't expect, you know, getting into this farming world and culture and, and business. Yeah. Well, for me, um, you know, just you know, animal dying, you know, that's something I had to, you have livestock, you have dead stock. It sounds horrible, but it's absolutely true. That was hard for me. Um, animals getting sick. Um, one of the biggest struggles, if I'm being completely honest, is um, having reliable help. Yeah. Having somebody that can come and take care of things so you could take the day or even a few hours to go be with your family, whether it be a sporting event or what. Being have, Having somebody that can come here and do a good job and care for your animals the way you are. That was absolutely the biggest struggle and something the farmers continue to struggle with. We're talking with Krista Stoffer right now. She's a blogger. Um, well, let's, let's let people know what the name of your blog is so they can find you online and, and find you on social media. Yeah, it's thefarmerswifey.com, and all my handles are in the Farmer's Wifey, and it's uh, Wifey, W-I-F-E-E. The Farmer's Wifey. Uh, how, how'd you pick the name, by the way? I mean, it, well, it, the Farmer's it, Wifey with a Y was taken. I had no idea that this blog was going to even go anywhere or anybody cared what I had to say. If I would have known now what I, or, you know, if I would have known, I would have maybe come up with a different name. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just picking something off the top of my head. I didn't think that it was going to matter. <laughs> Well, it's there it's was something no that really into it. <laughs> it's something that's actually become kind of a brand of its own that you're building, and I want to talk about the success that you've had in not only telling your story but but building a brand. But talk about that first. How did you first decide beyond coming up with a name? How did you first decide I need to stick my neck out there and start telling these stories? Was your mindset at first uh, about advocacy and farming advocacy, or was it just hey, let's do this blog thing and talk about life? Well, it was, um, well, like I said, we started in 2009. So getting a farm off the ground, having, you know, young kids, I did not have any time for social media whatsoever. And once I started getting a little bit more free time, I started playing around on Facebook and I began to realize, oh, wow, people in our circles, you know, people from Whatcom, people from my family, they're sharing this stuff about dairy and dairy farming and practices and it's not accurate, mm -hmm. and why would they not come to me? And I started thinking, well, gosh, because I haven't made myself accessible. I need to figure out how to get my information to them. They're not going to come to the farm. You know, a lot of people are not going to make that, that effort, mm -hmm. and or nor do they have the access. So I need to put that information to counter that misinformation in front of them. So what better to do, way to do that than on social media? Well, and we have the, those social media tools. I mean, that's a big part of what we do with our organization as well as traditional ways of communicating. Social media is a big thing. And it's this new tool that we have that affords so many more possibilities and it's a much lower cost than the traditional ways of of getting information out and connecting with people. Yep. But, but what you just said a moment ago there is what I want people to hear, which is... Why would we expect people 
to seek out information if we haven't made ourselves accessible to some degree. Not that you have to bare your entire soul and make yourself totally, you know, <laughs> here, yeah. come, into my, come into my house every day kind of thing. But to be out there and participating in public discourse, telling the story and bringing that message to those folks rather than expecting somehow they're going to show up, which really, honestly, we probably don't want is people showing up at farms saying, how do you, are, are you guys uh, abusing your animals? No, well, we aren't. But you coming out to the farm to, you know, do that is probably not the best way to have the conversation. Nope. And, and, and people need to understand. I think there's a, a generational shift, though, with our generation starting to embrace that um, and people realizing this needs to happen to, to, to change the game here. Otherwise, agriculture is going to be totally misunderstood and yep. really in a lot of cases forced out of this country and shipped overseas because of the, well, the misunderstanding and the, the political pressures that come out of that misunderstanding. Exactly. And like you said, the generational shift. I've seen a huge shift in the acceptance of kind of what I do since just from when I started to now. Hmm. When I first started, people were like, um, no, no, what is this girl doing? She doesn't even know what she's doing on the farm, and she's talking about it. She needs to stop. And I had farmers tell me that. Right. But it's, it's ironic, but amazing at the same time that, you know, fast forward four or five years, the same individuals that were adamantly against it have completely embraced it. Well, you and have, with what you're doing, you have an important perspective. Because for those of us who grew up around farming, we take a lot of things for granted. We oftentimes don't think about even explaining some of these things to people yeah. who don't know anything about it. You come from a perspective where you know a lot of information now, you're learning more, but you didn't always. So you yeah. you know some of the things that you may need to nudge us, you know, longtime farming people into saying, hey, you need to explain what, you know, fill in the blank, whatever that issue might actually be. You've yep. known about it your whole life, but this person in the city has never heard about that issue. And so you need well, to explain a little bit. And tapping into that a little bit more is how you explain it to them. If you're going to go out there and start using farm language, you're going to mm -hmm. lose somebody. Yep. You need to make it um, to their level. And that's not demeaning in any way, just re relatable to them have not grown on the farm. Also, I think one thing too is, be, I think as farmers, even myself, as I get further into this, being open-minded. A question is not always an insult just because mm -hmm. um, you do not take questions as insults. People truly want to know, and maybe them questioning something isn't a bad thing. Maybe there are some things that we can do better. Maybe we can do things differently. Mm -hmm. um, there's things that we do differently on our farm because my poor husband, not only did he have to start a farm from the ground up, he had to deal with a woman who questioned every single thing he did. <laughs> so, and there are things that we do differently now. Yeah. So it's, it's good to have that outside perspective, not only as a farmer, but um, yeah. Krista Stoffer, our guest, she's an agriculture and dairy advocate, um, has a very popular blog that continues to grow. She's based in eastern Washington. So talk about this. You started this blog. You started doing more and more with it. Where are you at now? I mean, uh, the, the reach that you have, the number of follows, uh, followers that you have is staggering. Yeah, so I actually just started with a Facebook page, and I just kind of um, started you know, sharing a little bit day by day. And you know, I came out of the gate, and this is one thing I, I really want to emphasize on and hope and pray that nobody else kind of does. But I came out of the gate really defensive, and mm. I was going to set the record straight because, you know, I was going to defend my way of life, and I was tired and exhausted and stressed. <laughs> and so I made some mistakes. And I, once I got those ironed out, I just started every day sharing everyday life. And one thing that 
I felt like coming into dairy is there's a lot of things that we do that might not look pretty. And those are the things that, you know, activists thrive on. Mm -hmm. They take those things and they take things out of context. And I thought, well, if they're going to be talking about them, we need to talk about them. Yep. We need to put a light on it. We need to talk about euthanasia. We need to talk about dehorning. We need to talk about all of this stuff. And so I kind of just built it on talking about the tough stuff and then sprinkled in a few pretty things. And it just kind of took off from there. And the blog kind of followed that because I felt like uh, there's a lot that, a lot of things that need to have more explanation. And I struggle with um, trying to over-explain things. So I felt like a blog needed to come into play, and it's a very, very awesome tool in addition to social media. The name of the blog, The Farmer's Wifey, and, and to spell wifey, it's not with a Y, it's just two E's at the end of wife rather than one. The Farmer's <laughs> Wifey, and we are talking with The Farmer's Wifey herself, Krista Stoffer here on the program, Dylan Honkoop with you on KGMI News Talk 790, as well as on the Save Family Farming podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Um, so what, what have been some of the toughest things to... Uh, to deal with with people the, the hardest questions what, what comes up most often as far as as the blowback that maybe some of the less uh, connected to farming types want to want to throw your way well uh the number one concern about from people that are generally concerned is the separation of calves from their mothers hmm. and that is one that i deal with on a daily basis um another one is surprisingly it's changed from when i started to now what I used to deal with is just like the separation of calves from their mothers and antibiotics. Now the number, the top two things from concerned individuals, potential dairy customers or dairy customers, are separation of calves from their moms and organic versus mm. non-organic. Mm. So those are the two ones I deal with. From activists, they have all sort of crazy stuff out of left field coming at all times. Um, I think the biggest struggles I've had since I started is, you know, some pushback from farmers. Farmers, you can, you know, we can be a tough breed, and then just mm-hmm. very huge, um, very well put together attacks from activists mm-hmm. via social media to the point where, like, DMI, which is our National Dairy Checkoff, steps in and has to help me, like, blocking hundreds upon hundreds of people a day. It, so, it, it is unbelievable, the machine that is out there. And they try to play it as if they're the little guy looking out for for the concerns yeah. of people, but really they're a massive, well-funded, well-organized political <laughs> machine um, yep. that will, on social media, um, try to bury anybody who doesn't agree with their viewpoint. And it's pretty disgusting, but I I, I think we need to call it out here. That's really what's going on. And this is why we in farming need to speak up because this stuff is real. This is not just cranky people in the city that are going to go away if we ignore them. This is a machine and we need to draw a line in the sand essentially and say, okay, this is where the conversation is because if we don't draw that line in the sand, the, 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 the argument is going to continue to plow forward and you know there, there are a lot of people who are very committed to ending all animal agriculture period yep. in this country or even worldwide we need to get serious about that because almost all of the things that they say they're concerned about the, the, the whole basis for their argument is based on falsehoods and those things yep. need to be corrected and the general public who isn't necessarily directly connected with these activists needs to hear that there's another side to the story because oftentimes that's the only thing they hear and they think hmm 
well, it must be a bad thing. And, you know, they must be abusing cows. No, it's not true. And we need to be able to stand up and say that. And that's why I've been so impressed with your uh, blog and the things that you're doing very much in line with, with our organization here with Save Family Farming. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on the Farming Show on KGMI and the Save Family Farming podcast as well. Krista Stoffer, our guest. So, um, and again, people should check out her blog, The Farmer's Wifey. Uh, check her out on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. What are you, you're on Pinterest too, right? Yeah, yeah but it's mostly cute boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what What do you want to leave people with here? We're almost out of time chatting with you this morning. I, I'm just thinking about all this misinformation and stuff, and, and just to share a story. I'm, I'm here in Bellevue this weekend. We're going to be talking more about that in the program uh, with the Dairy Ambassador Program, and, and I'm helping judge that this weekend. We were at the Farmer's Market a couple of days ago. A woman was selling cheese there, and, and just to one of your points there, she was talking about organic versus conventional, and she was making the claim to people at this Farmer's Market that you cannot make cheese out of conventional milk. The, the milk has to be organic, otherwise it will not actually turn into cheese. And unfortunately, yeah. she was speaking to a group of folks from the dairy business who said, wait yep. a second, that's not even true at all. But I yeah. think that's really what a lot of this comes down to is people just don't know. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is people, you know, the agriculture industry, whether you are selling direct or you are the large, um, large dairy we just need to have each other's back. There's a lot of people trying to capitalize on this, uh, the fact that people don't know, and that's what they're doing. They're selling their product by demonizing other products. And when, in fact, you know, conventional organic, there's no nutritional difference. There's no um, difference in safety standards, you know, all that stuff. So as farmers, we need to really come together, and we need to support each other. Maybe you tell your story one way and I do another, mm -hmm. none of us are going to reach everybody. Mm -hmm. We're all going to reach our own group of people, and we need to support each other. We need to tell those stories, and we need to stop demonizing each other because yeah, that's they're outnumbered. Yep. Yeah, within the farming community, it, so quickly people will jump on each other. Well, you didn't say that perfectly, or we don't think you should do it that way. Really, it takes yep. a lot of voices. It takes a lot of different approaches. Um, yep. And as long as we aren't out ripping on people or making a bad name for ourselves, I think cut people loose to go out and speak and tell a story. The more the merrier is my perspective. Sounds like you come from the same uh, thinking on this. Krista Stoffer, uh, the farmer's wifey, that's her blog, uh, her social media presence as well. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on the program. And, and thank you for what you do, too. I mean, it's, it's important work, I think, what you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me.